Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I invite you to check out that website for all of my written reviews. I've done film reviews for over 20 years, and you can read them all there at that website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. You can also go there to find my contact information as well as links to my Twitter feed and my Facebook page where you can always know when I post a new review. Quipster.net. Today I'm going to be looking at The Witch. It's a horror film, kind of an independent film, very low budget, and it is a movie that got a lot of critical buzz while it was playing out in the film festival circuits in 2015, even winning the Best Director Prize at 2015 Sundance Film Festival, where it made its debut for its director, Robert Eggers. Eggers also provided the screenplay. It's an R-rated film because it does have disturbing violent content and some graphic nudity. It runs an hour and 32 minutes, and the cast, mostly of no names, includes Anya Taylor-Joy, Ralph Innocen, Kate Dickey, and Harvey Scrimshaw. The film is set in New England in the early 1630s. That's about six decades before the infamous Salem Witch Trials. Here we find a family of devout Puritans who have vacated their tight-knit religious community that they still couldn't see eye-to-eye with, and they end up relocating to a small farm on the border of the untamed woods a short distance away. Ralph Innocent plays the patriarch named William. William finds it a struggle to raise crops in the area, and that forces him to go out into the woods to hunt with his son Caleb for sustenance, at least until they can grow enough food to feed themselves and hopefully sell off the rest. However, things began to become more ominous around the territory when their eldest daughter, Thomason, played by Anya Taylor-Joy, loses sight of their youngest, the newborn named Samuel, and that's just the start of many, many bizarre signs and events to come. This is the first feature film from a promising new talent, that writer-director Robert Eggers, and it's receiving a lot of critical buzz. It's been generated from those showings at all of those film festivals over the previous year, and that got it a wide release here in 2016 from A24 Films, despite it not being a very mainstream film in its execution. Eggers uses a variety of actual historical accounts during the Witch Scare era for the inspiration for the script and infuses a lot of the dialogue found in those accounts to provide some of the words that many of the characters speak here, using the vernacular of the actual 17th century. Now, the use of that actual dialogue will likely make for some confusing moments for viewers who aren't accustomed to Old English or thick accents, and this is especially going to be problematic for those who end up watching The Witch in a theater that has a substandard sound system. However, the benefit of that is that it's that sense of authenticity that makes The Witch refreshingly different from the norm. And though it is a period piece, the look of the movie makes some really good use of the budget by filming mostly in untamed locations. It's shot mostly in the wilderness of Ontario, Canada, with a very small collection of actors. It's a film that's very limited to its locale, so much so that you could see this easily turning into an interesting stage play if this were to become a cult hit. And I guess it won't be surprising to learn if you see this movie that Ager's background comes from the theater where he worked as a costume and set and production design assistant, and I think that he uses all of those skills for the betterment of this film as a whole. 
The film is also sold quite well because of the actors that are in it. They all deliver some solid and engaging performances. Innocent's uniquely rich voice and demeanor as William carries a good part of the film, and I would say Anya Taylor-Joy is a real find as Thomason. Both of them play very well in their scenes with each other and also with the matriarch, Catherine, played by Dickie. Catherine's always at wit's end from the unhappiness that's caused not only by the whole family having to uproot from their old home, but also them having to come over from England outright. She really misses the life they used to have, and it just seems to be getting bleaker and bleaker for them. Catherine has to spend her days toiling with little to show for her labors, and her evenings she ends up having to pray for the safe return of her newborn baby that she misses very much, and also for the well-being of her other children who seem to be afflicted by something a little strange, maybe a little wicked that's in the air. It's these seeds of paranoia and fear and fanatical religious beliefs that this country was built upon by those pilgrims and other early settlers back in the day. That's something that America still struggles with, maybe even globally, I guess, global society to this day, that fear of religious fanaticism, basically. And one can see in this little microcosm of a family the quickness to turn on one another as as a result of the overwhelming superstition they all have of having monsters among them, unseen, unknowing, who's influencing who, whether they can believe each other, even though they've known each other and loved each other their entire lives. The Witch as a film is certainly unnerving, and it's also refreshingly devoid of the kind of jump-scare gimmicks that pollute most modern-day horror flicks. It has sparsely scored choral pieces by Mark Corvin, using that music in very effective ways to set the proper ominous atmosphere, especially when it's combined with the washed-out natural light, the increasingly bleak cinematography from Jaren Blaschke. Some viewers may draw parallels to such filmmakers as Stanley Kubrick in the deliberate way that Robert Eggers spins his tale, especially in The Shining, which Eggers cites as a main influence for his film. It also has perhaps a little bit of visual influence of Ingmar Bergman in the mix here, too. Patience is a must when you're taking in The Witch because there's a deliberate pacing that may make those viewers who are anxious to get to the good stuff, the scary stuff, they may start to give up paying attention to the film early on once they realize that it's going to take its sweet time. I would say for those who keep focus and let the film play out in its own time, the witch will yield potent rewards in the riveting second half and will eventually leave you wondering whether the close-knit family will either turn their proverbial daggers on each other or will succumb to whatever malevolence that exists in the forest that can do it to them first, or even if that malevolence exists at all, or if it's just something in their own minds. Now, I should take time here to not oversell the horror of The Witch. This is definitely not a film built on pleasing the typical horror movie crowds who end up going to the theater in droves just looking for formula jolts delivered at predictable intervals. You know, the kind of crowd that would rather see Insidious or Sinister than films that are more thematically rich and critically acclaimed, like the character-driven terror found in such films as It Follows and The Babadook. I'm never quite sure, because I'm not really a huge horror movie fan, per se, of the genre as a whole, but I liked It Follows, and I liked The Babadook, and I liked Goodnight Mommy, and I liked this film. However, a lot of horror film fans 
really decry these films. They don't think that they're scary enough or gory enough or whatever. They don't like these kind of atmospheric horror films. They don't like these character-driven pieces. They just want to get to what I consider to be the sensory stimulation kind of horror, which basically operates on the notion of just trying to scare you in your seat and do it often and early. I don't think that today's audiences, a lot of them, to have the patience to really make it through a film like this, unfortunately. This film is really built on telling a story, and it's going to tell it in its own pace and in its own way, and it's not just there for cheap gimmicks. And some people just really like those cheap gimmicks, unfortunately. It's kind of like an action movie. A lot of action movies don't really get you invested in the characters, but yet action movie lovers love them because they see a lot of car chases and explosions and all of those things that titillate them, at least visually. So people just don't have the kind of patience to sit there and just like pay attention to details and things like that when they're being sold that this is the scariest movie of the year and they're sitting there for an hour and they're not scared at all. The Witch is a, is the very definition of a slow burn fright flick. It spends that entire hour building this state of unease just to set up for the freakiness that emerges in the film's pretty riveting, I think, half hour that ends the film. Now, most of the horror is of the psychological variety. We're more afraid of the things that we don't see within the film than those that we do. And that results in a real nail-biter when things get tense because we're ready to avert our eyes. From seeing this family, we've actually become invested in and we're about to see them torn asunder from forces they cannot see or understand fully, perhaps until it's too late. The Witch is an eerie, unsettling shocker that sticks with you like a bewitching spell that can't be shaken. And I'm giving it three and a half stars out of four. I really do think that for those people who go into the movie, don't expect, you know, your, your typical horror movie scares. This movie is one that gets under your skin and it sticks with you and you'll be creeped out. And for those people who like really atmospheric films that are built on characters rather than aesthetics, I think that you're going to find it a pretty unique film in this day and age. For those of you who like The Shining and you like older, more contemplative kind of horror cinema, even films like The Exorcist, if you like independent films and you also like horror movies, I'd say that this is a pretty good combination of both. Three and a half stars goes to The Witch. It's refreshing to see a film like The Witch in this day and age. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button and you'll continue to get all of my podcasts downloaded to your podcast player to listen to on a mostly daily basis. Also, if you happen to be on iTunes or any place else that allows you to leave a review, if you want to support the show, that's the best way you can do it is to leave a review for other people to see. The Quipster Film Review Podcast is the name of the show. Until next time, thanks everyone for listening, and I hope that if you do go see The Witch, that you have a really great time. <laughs>